0: Welcome to The Pond. I'm your host, Vincent Walden, uh, here on the Tom Fox Compliance Podcast Network. With me today is a, a very special guest I'm excited about. Uh, Jerry Dent uh, is with Alvarez and Marcel's Disputes and in Investigations Practice. Uh, he serves as the uh, practice leader, and, and we're here to talk about leadership and team communication during times of crisis, particularly given the fact that most of us now are listening from home um, and probably will be for a few more weeks, hopefully not too much longer, given the coronavirus outbreak and the social distancing practices that we've been in effect. Um, I, it's going to be a fascinating conversation of how we make the best of our time and, and how compliance professionals and leaders can demonstrate effective leadership during this time. So welcome, Jerry.
1: Hey, Vince. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, glad you could be on. Well, you know, in typical Walden Pond fashion, uh, let me uh, first read an appropriate quote from uh, our mascot, Henry David Thoreau. And as we were talking earlier, Jerry, there is tons of uh, solitude quotes as we sit here in our our homes in in, in solitude. Uh, Let me read this one from Thoreau over 150 years ago. He said, ah, I need solitude. I have come forth to this hill at sunset, to see the forms of the mountains in the horizon, to behold and commune with something grander than man. Their mere distance and unprofaneness is an infinite encouragement. It is with infinite yearning and aspiration that I seek solitude, more and more resolved and strong, but with a certain weakness that I seek society ever. (laughs) I think given the, you know, Thoreau was the ultimate loner, And uh, we're feeling that nowadays. What do you think of that quote in terms of uh, appropriateness, given the times?
1: I think Thoreau was spot on. But (laughs) as a contrast, my solitude here in my basement home office makes me yearn for TSA lines again. Yeah, that's right.
0: Uh, Well, all right. Well, let's get started. I'm really excited to uh, talk to you. Tell us about kind of your role as a practice leader at Alvarez & Marcel's Disputes and Investigations Practice and, and how you got into that role.
1: Yeah, Vince, I, you're you're correct. I am the newly appointed head of Alvarez and Marcel's North American Disputes and Investigations business. I come from a background that uh, came through Coopers and Libran, to date myself a little bit, as well as the merger with Pricewaterhouse to create PricewaterhouseCoopers. And I was also a founder and partner in a regional litigation consulting firm earlier in my career. Um, although I'm new to the position that I am in today, I've always been a member of the North American Executive Committee as well as the Global Executive Committee. Um, and and so I've also served as the co-head of our real estate and environmental damages practice. And I've done that for, I don't know, a decade plus. So in those series of roles, whether it be the Executive Committee or the leadership role in the practice. You know, I've been responsible for strategy development, execution, relationship development and management, recruiting, administration, and of course, client matters. So I've been fortunate because I've, I've been able to serve in various leadership positions, and then mentor to my longtime friend and colleague. Um, I'm sorry, I was the mentee to my yeah. longtime friend and colleague Brian Ruiz, who's uh, leaving us at year end. So. A uh, big thanks to him for the leadership and guidance over the years.
0: Well, um, yeah, and, and in full disclosure to my audience, Jerry's also my boss and, uh, and interviewed me and brought me on board to AM. and m uh, it's an exciting place to be, and it's a great place and fun place to work. And when I thought about leaders and and what I've seen through Alvarez is what they've done around the coronavirus, I thought it was a great topic to share with other practice leaders and in-house counsel in terms of some thought-provoking uh, ways to demonstrate leadership during this coronavirus. So that's, uh, Jerry, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on and uh, glad you could do it. Um, with with so many office closures, I mean, and I think about, you know, I'm here in New York, in the New York area, and everything is shut down. Restaurants, everything. Um, with so many office closures and travel bans and this social distancing in effect, what are some of the leadership examples you're seeing among business executives and your colleagues that help keep the teams connected.
1: Yeah. You know, right now, Vince, I spend a lot of time reading and understanding how to effectively manage people in times of crisis. There are lots of articles and quick reads out there that I recommend for everyone, whether you see them on LinkedIn or the New York times, or the wall street journal, or just friends circulating them. Um, but a couple of things I've noticed is that most, I think, professional services firms, as well as corporates, were well aware of this. Um, If there is a positive in this terrible crisis, one of the things is that we, in the United States at least, and Europe, had the benefit of seeing what happened in China and had the opportunity to build up. So we had this preparation period. So I think, for example, at A&M, we increased our IT infrastructure in the weeks building up. We purchased supplies like laptops, monitors, uh, portable printers to allow for onboarding of new employees as well as to support our global network. And I think the result of that and what I'm seeing from a lot of of my peers at other organizations is that they were prepared at the most basic level to um, have an infrastructure that supported a remote environment. So to me, that's that's great vision um, on leaders amongst all the other companies and and professional services firms that i keep tabs on you know there are a couple of things that come up in terms of just common sense things that we need to be doing right now regularly scheduled calls seems to uh, be the one that comes up the most because we need to stick close to our teams and you know there are factors like time zones and availability and deadlines that certainly impact that Um, but i think that it's really important to stick close to all those around you whether they be above below or at the same level and one of the things that i read is that say for a typical small 30-minute call you should add an additional 15 minutes for some social chat because in these times when we're all isolated even though thoreau seemed to like it many of the rest of us struggle <laughs> with some of this isolation and so adding some time for social chat is a, is very important uh, another thing that i'm seeing regular emails that are sent out to the staff and and to to the team. I think that's also common sense. But one of the things I caution everybody against is sort of a burnout where one person is sending out two or three or four or five emails a day or a week. I think you need to be careful. So one of the things I've seen is have your functional leaders also sending out emails. So if there are marketing issues, have that person sending out emails. If there are HR issues, have that person sending out. Don't have a single person shooting out millions of emails and clogging up email boxes because people aren't going to read those. Hmm. Um, Another thing, Vince, reaching out to clients, I think, is really important right now. Uh, One, to make them know that you're safe and your people are safe. Two, to check on them, of course, and make sure their people are safe. But uh, I think three... One of the things I've noticed and that I've, I've read as well supporting this, you know, again, people just wanna have some conversation right now when they're locked in their home office or at their kitchen table. So I think that it's really a time to sort of show that we're all in this together. And, it, and it, of course, one of the, the benefits is it deepens your personal relationships. So I think reaching out to clients is important. And, and the last thing I think that's sort of common sense Um, is increasing mentor interaction. A lot of uh, firms and businesses have a a formal mentor-mentee program. This is a great time for mentors to reach out and make sure their mentees are doing fine, provide some conversation, some support, help them understand the things that they need to be doing to be successful. And I don't think this is a one-way street, Vince. I think mentees... Yeah. To the extent they yeah. need some interaction, their mentors also need interaction. So if you're a mentee, feel free to reach out to your mentor.
0: Yeah, especially during this uh, downtime. Yeah,
1: Yeah. exactly. And, and so to shift gears, some of the more cre- creative things that I've read about and we've actually started doing are uh, re- remote lunches. So I think it's probably not the most exciting thing to watch your colleagues eat on your laptop monitor, <laughs> but but it, it does provide for a sense of community. Mm-hmm. So I think we're seeing a lot more of that. And I know one of the groups that I'm in, we're doing that on Thursday. We have what we call family lunch, and we'll just sit around and chat and eat lunch while staring at our laptop um, cameras. Remote cocktail hours, I've also been a part of these where you know everybody grabs a glass of wine and has a 30-minute or 45-minute chat at the end of the day. I think that's another great way to reach out and engage. Um, one of my partners is, is doing videos from his own iPhone. So he shoots um, a two-minute video once a week or so and sends out updates. It's just another way to communicate with your people. And then I think we're seeing more podcasts come online. Vince, I think you can probably attest to the effectiveness of podcasts.
0: Yeah, it's keeping the momentum going. You know, it's interesting. I saw a very touching um, video email that was sent to, uh, the, it was from the Marriott CEO. Um, I can't recall his name, but saw it two days ago and it was going out to you know, all Marriott employees and you can imagine how that hotel has just been decimated. Um, and it was quite touching because he almost got brought to tears. You could see the emotion in his voice as they're struggling to to maintain, but they, you know, they're committed to enduring through this. Um, But I thought that was a really great example of leadership during crisis. And um, it was a great message. I think it's floating out there on social media, but uh, agree that keeping, keeping that sense of connectivity is huge.
1: Yeah. And I think we're, we're seeing people become more creative because um, our teams and those around us Learn and communicate in different ways. So we have to do things other than just phone calls, just emails. So we, we need to do these remote lunches and cocktail hours. We need to do these videos. Mm -hmm. We need to have office hours. I know some of my colleagues are saying, you know, I'm leaving my calendar open from four to six and letting everyone know. So just like in college, you can go oh. see your professor or you can call your professor. And I thought that's that a was idea. a great idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. In this in this day and age because people need, you know, have urgent needs or they just want to talk, okay, you know, we're having office hours, give me a shout. Yeah, I like so it. you know, there are a lot of, of of really good examples of communication and leadership in, in these times. And you know, I think we just all need to embrace more than our typical channels,
0: Vince. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me flip it the opposite side. Then, what are you seeing as kind of the bigger challenges that you're facing as a practice leader? Um, And as I think about the audience of compliance and uh, legal professionals in their leadership roles, um, what are you seeing the biggest challenges, and and what are you doing to address them?
1: I think, you know, if you look at it from a compliance and a legal perspective, remote working is probably not all that uncommon, especially if you're in the legal profession, you're used to working from airports and war rooms in your home and client sites and things like that. To me, the greater challenge is going to be the pivot uh, for those face-to-face meetings or, or sessions or appearances. So for example, you know, if you're kicking off a new project, it would be pretty typical Uh, for many people to go to a site or to the client. It would be pretty typical if you're performing a site inspection or or interviews to go on site. Court appearance, mediations, negotiations, a lot of that stuff, Vince, we've always done face to face. So the pivot in this current environment to more of a remote um, kickoff, remote uh, interviews and appearances and things like that is, is going to be I guess a a challenge, but I have faith that we will all adapt because we don 't have much of a choice, and you know that 's typically a great motivator and driver I, I think another thing that we 're challenged we 're all going to be challenged with is as junior staff. If you think about junior staff, they're young people who've grown up in a connected society, and so our challenge as leaders is to keep them engaged not just in terms of client work but when they have downtime or they 're slow or they they're uncertain as to what they need to be doing. So my preference is to give them more things to do, not burden them or overburden them, but things like market or legal research, um, relationship Mm -hmm. development challenges, you know, sort of games or contests, continuing education, give them authority to pursue designations or credentials that help their professional life. So I, I think there are a lot of things that we need to do to make sure that people don't become too distant in this era of, of remote learning, and, and we also need to find that balance where we keep them engaged such that they're responsive to client needs and team needs um, without sort of undue or atypical a, a stress load. So it's, it's a yeah. sort of a huge kind of a calculus that we're trying to figure out. But again, we're all in this together. We're all suffering from the same issues. So I suspect that we will all start ex- exchanging, you know, best practices and evolve fairly quickly because, you know, we're resilient people. This is what we do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think about now's that good time to get that certification that's been lo- that's been lingering for months and months and hadn't had a time. I think that's a good point as well. Let me, let me jump ahead a, a bit um, and talk about some of the risks. Um, and we think about this new norm um, what is, uh, what are the kind of, the, when we see the risks around the the legal and compliance executive in this environment, when you're at the, you're, you're in a lockdown environment, um, particularly around coronavirus and some of the schemes and things that we're seeing out there. Um, let me jump ahead and, and get your thoughts on what risks do we as compliance and legal professionals need to be thinking about for our teams? Um, you know, perhaps firstly, you know, from that cyber risk that we're seeing, what are you seeing and what are your thoughts?
1: You know, that's a great question and very timely because I was on a call yesterday with some of our clients and, and legal people talking about these very issues and, and four things came up as I was sort of preparing for today. I was like, what, what are some of these issues? And so four came up that I wanted to talk to you about, uh, Vince. They're first cyber predators, taking advantage of people working from home. You know, we've sent out multiple pieces of guidance from IT, from legal, from from uh, leadership to not click on fake links that have things like coronavirus or VPN risk, things like that. So cyber predators are taking advantage of us every day in sort of our weakened position. I think another thing is social media and employee conduct. It's important to remind your folks that they represent your organization, at all times, because I think in times like we're in right now, Vince, people sort of have a lower standard, their thresholds are lower because it's a more casual environment when you're mm-hmm. working from home and, mm-hmm. you know, in a T-shirt and, and shorts. So we need to remind our people of that because I think there is a risk there and legal and compliance definitely have to step up their game to keep an eye on an eye on things like that. Huge point. Um, yeah. And then sort of data protection and privacy, going along with the cyber predators um, in these times of of weakness or depression in terms of the economy, we've got to ensure that sensitive data, that inventory um, or product, if you've got warehouses and infrastructure kind of issues, it's all stored in a safe environment because it's absolutely crucial that we have this stuff, but it's also absolutely crucial that we protect it. And I think the last thing I'd say is employee engagement and connectivity. A risk to us is that employees who are not engaged in the business um, have more time to do other things that might not be all that productive. So keeping them engaged, some of the things we talked about earlier, keeping them engaged and connected is also a risk that legal and compliance needs to keep an eye on. So if I'm in legal and compliance right now or leadership, I'm stepping up my game to keep an eye and and on our people and our clients as well as outreach constantly.
0: Now, great, great, great response. I like how you boiled it down into those four points. Um, We've got time for, for one final question and uh, it's kind of that departing thoughts or uh, things that we want to leave the audience with. What kind of general advice do you have for uh, our audience to try to keep their people, their clients, their customers calm? during these challenging times?
1: Well, I, I think that we're all in the same boat. I've said that a couple of times. There, there are no rules that we have right now that are any different than non-coronavirus periods. We've got to take advantage of the communication tools that we have. We've got to take advantage of the, the opportunity to create a closer firm. But if you think about it from perspective of your competitors, another um, law firm, another consulting firm, if you think about it from other corporates, there's no huge advantage for one of those businesses versus the other because we're we've all been dealt the same hand to play with. Yeah. So I think it comes back to communication and culture, and ingraining that in your leaders, ingraining that in your partners, ingraining ingraining that in compliance. That we need to. keep hold of our culture and communicate, because we're going to adapt quickly. There's no doubt about that. But the the question is, can we adapt in the right way? And that's where I think entities that have great culture, strong leaders can sort of drive that forward, even in times of chaos.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, Jerry, thank you uh, very much for uh, joining me out on the pond this afternoon. And I think, uh, I think uh, the audience will get some, uh, it's a good reminder of some common sense things to think about. Um, And, you know, hopefully we'll all get back to work uh, very soon and and things will get back to normal. So um, with that, thank you for your time and um, audience. Thank you for listening. Everybody have a great day.